Hello and welcome to Switch It. The festive season in the UK hasn't exactly been cancelled, but for some it's going to be about as pleasant as sitting down to watch all five tests of the 2013-14 Ashes back-to-back. Hang in there everyone. Remember, lockdown restrictions are just for Christmas, and maybe several months after, but England being battered on overseas cricket tours is for life. With that in mind, we're going to take a little look forward to the scheduled trip to Sri Lanka in January, yet to be cancelled at the time of recording, and reflect on a year of tumult, which began coincidentally with England in Sri Lanka nine months ago. Joining me to talk turkey today is a man who knows his onions, not to mention his sprouts, parsnips and roasties, when it comes to hunkering down for a winter of English cricket abroad. ESPN Crick Info UK editor Andrew Miller. How has Hackney fronted up to tier four so far? Well, I've panic bought every parsnip in in in, in the neighbourhood, and um, yeah, I, I I beat down my neighbours. Yeah, hustled hustled through to the front of the queue at the butchers. I've basically just been been wandering around mugging people to make sure I've got the provisions necessary <laughs> to survive until twenty twenty three. <laughs> well, and, and you've already got enough gin to get you that far. We've got plenty of gin. Uh, that was never in doubt. Um, but yeah, we've we've now got plenty cheese and plenty parsnips, and plenty meat. So yeah, we'll, we'll be all right. And since we're talking about Sri Lanka, who else to turn to but the Teardrop Islands' favourite Kiwi, Cricking Info correspondent Andrew Fidel Fernando, who's kindly agreed to shelve his award-winning literary pretensions for a bit in order to witter on about cricket with us. How have you been dealing with pandemic life, Fidel? Presumably a large decrease in having to apologise for being late to events. Yeah, it's been great because, uh, I mean, I'm still late. I'm just, I, I'm just like, and being disheveled is no longer a problem because everyone is disheveled now. Uh, but otherwise, yeah, I mean, obviously it's, it's, it's pretty rough everywhere. And while Sri Lanka has avoided maybe the worst of uh, the pandemic, it's still, uh, yeah, it's still pretty bleak out there on the streets. And uh, you've frozen again from the looks of it. Uh, this is going well. Um, Miller, a few weeks ago, England were pulling out of uh, South Africa due to COVID fears, but they might soon find the PPE is on the other foot uh, with the discovery of this new strain of the virus. Uh, and some countries are already closing their borders. Do we do we have worries about the uh, the tour to come? Yeah, it's, it's amusing, isn't it? The, the Schadenfreude has been strong among our our, our, our former. Former chums who who aren't used to used to having Britain being told they can't travel around the world, um, so yeah, it, it, it's fascinating, isn't it? I, I I think given that everything we've talked about previously, the the importance of the of the the economics when when England travel to to various parts of the world, I think there will be ways in which this tour can still go ahead. I mean, apart from anything else. England may be the source of a brand new strain of COVID, but it's also the one place that has been proven to really have got. Uh, biosecure bubbles under control so you know you can be fairly sure that if England do have to go anywhere uh, this winter as they do they will go fairly safely I'm sure they will be hunkered down in suitable levels of quarantine and and testedness before they get on board their charter flight again all going to be perfectly pure and sanctioned I'm sure so yeah I, I think it will go ahead but you, you can't you can't help but wonder whether whether yeah the, the, the general feeling around the world is that um, yeah we are a plague island all of a sudden and um, frankly who wants us near them at the moment uh, uh, fascinating time to wait 
Um, Fidel, Sri Lanka, the Sri Lankan government has been quite keen to, um, you know, impose its restrictions on incoming tours and and, and so on. I mean, I, I believe a series was cancelled with Bangladesh over disagreements about quarantine and, and that sort of thing. Um, and there's obviously been rumbling in the last few weeks about England pulling out of South Africa. Sri Lanka are now in South Africa um, and will be sort of flying back a few days before they're supposed to start the test series against England. Um, it's it's all quite a, a complex web of uh, biosecurity and international charter flights and so on. But um, how's it all looking uh, for, from your perspective? You've been hearing from the Sri Lankan medics um, recently. Yeah, I mean, I think um, they are. I mean, I just spoke today to uh, the the team physician, uh, Dr. Daminda um, Atanayak, and she she basically said, look, the new strain is a concern. They will discuss it. They will make it a priority to work out what's going to happen. But at the same time, their, their kind of uh, protocols are set up and the Sri Lankan kind of quarantine protocols are set up so that nothing gets from, you know, a new arrival out, you know, even a, even a flu. Uh, or a cold cannot get out from a new arrival into kind of the general public. And so the, the, that will apply to any strain of COVID, whatever, you know, whatever comes uh, on that charter flight from England, it should technically not be an issue kind of on a national level, whether it puts the tour in danger, you know, if suddenly players either, I mean, Sri Lanka returning from South Africa, you know, and have very short time between as well. So if players from either team get sick, then suddenly the, the tour becomes a lot you know, is, is not on, uh, not on firm ground anymore, but in terms of keeping the, keeping the, you know, any kind of disease or, um, or infection away from the general public, it should be, it should be okay is what, is what they're thinking. Um, but it, it sounds like they, I mean, SLC is really desperate to have this tour and they need to, I mean, they've, uh, they would have lost a lot of money on the LPL. The LPL was, you know, a success, but these, these kind of uh, tournaments don't make money on their first, first or second editions. Uh, they had to cancel a bunch of inbound tours last year. India was supposed to come, so that was a huge loss. South Africa was supposed to come. Bangladesh, you, you've already mentioned, was supposed to come. So um, in, that, in the light of all of that, they will be desperate for this tour to be played as is scheduled uh, and for them to get some kind of windfall from it. England, India, and Australia are the only tour, only teams who make a, a profit for Sri Lanka on an on an inbound tour. So an England tour is is a really big deal financially, and they can't afford for it to for it to be cancelled or postponed again, um, as it was, you know, in March. Yeah, of course. I mean, it uh, seems a long time ago. It was quite a long time ago. I, I don't. I think Sri Lanka haven't played um, international cricket since. Since earlier in March, they're obviously expecting England. This tour's been rescheduled, um, and they are now going to be playing uh, two tests in South Africa over the the Christmas period. I mean, what's it what's it been like the the interregnum for, for you personally for the team as well? You've mentioned the LPL, um, but but you know, three quarters of the year without without cricket um, by and large. Yeah, I think it's been hugely frustrating for the players and the coaching staff. Um, I've had several chats with Mickey Arthur, who was kind of, who doesn't have any hair to tear out, but he would have been if um, if he did. I think he's just been he's been here the whole year. By the way, Mickey Arthur, Sri Lanka coach, wow. has spent the entire year in Sri Lanka, uh, along with Grant Flower um, 
and uh, one or two other members of the, of the coaching staff as well. So they've, they've been holed up in Sri Lanka, um, even though for large parts of that time, Sri Lanka was in kind of full-on curfew, which meant they couldn't see the players. You know, the players weren't training. Everyone was kind of locked away in their hotel rooms or their houses. Um, and then they had a couple of kind of through the year, they had a couple of um, training camps, which weren't necessarily biosecure bubbles so much as just kind of um, keeping... Um, I guess like keeping uh, the, the likelihood of any kind of infection getting into the, into that uh, scenario less. So it's not as hardcore as a, as a, um, as an international tour bubble, but they've had a few training camps on, on that basis. Um, and they were really hoping for their Bangladesh series to happen, but it's been a rough year. The LPL has kind of brought back a little bit of cheer from a cricketing perspective. Sri Lanka got a lot of local traction uh, got players on, you know, on the field, um, and it was uh, it was you know a pretty fun watch. Um, but I think now that they've had an LPL bubble, and the LPL was kind of you know, which is bringing players from various parts of the world, um, and a and a much greater number of people who have to come into the country to pull off something like an LPL. Um, the England tour technically, theoretically, should not be such a big logistical hurdle. Um, having had the, kind of the, the the medical and logistical success with the LPL, it shouldn't be so hard, you, you hope. And you won't have to deal with uh, hordes of uh, Barmy Army uh, rolling off the planes either, which uh, I'm sure some people are thankful for, maybe not uh, businesses and hotels and things like that. Um, England's touring party uh, was announced a couple of weeks ago. And uh, just like Santa, Ed Smith analyzes a wealth of data before deciding who's on which list. Uh, Miller, there were there were several talking points, notably um, Ben Stokes and Joffrey Archer being rested, uh, Rory Burns missing out on paternity leave, there's Johnny, Johnny Bairstow back in contention, um, Darren Lawrence on his first England tour. What uh, what are we expecting from from this group? Can they can they repeat the heroics of 2018-19? Uh, well, yeah, it was very interesting with um, given that 2018-19 series was basically the high watermark of Ed Smith's um, total cricket, total brain power, you know, provide the team with every single possible permutation and then give 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 the give the selectors give the give the selectors on the ground the opportunity to pick the perfect players for the job and then I, he didn't really go down that route this time. He 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 didn't he didn't reference his attempts to try and uh, make sure he had a you know a, a wrist spinner, a left arm spinner, a, an off spinner. It, it didn't didn't talk about various batting options. Didn't talk about Keaton Jennings. He was he was a guy who's uh, who had been uh, again a, an example of the total cricket mentality that uh, Smith was talking about previously as as a guy who. You know, you might may not use for any other tour, but for a tour of Asia, bring him back out of mothballs. That didn't happen. Stokes's absence is a significant part of that, I think, because obviously a lot of what England achieved on that last trip was built around all rounders. Um, basically, they they had a had a, a batting lineup that had a middle order that basically went from four to nine. Uh, that was almost interchangeable. Anyone within that, and so you know. It, it really gave them the opportunity to to really chop and change, have three spinners, use Broad and Anderson for minimal bursts with the new ball, and then basically ignore them for the rest of the game. Both of them have toured, which again is is curious because you know there was a suggestion previously that you know you would you would look to not use those guys in overseas conditions anymore. But no, I think the we saw the backlash from daring to drop broad in the summer and Anderson's um, curmudgeonly refusal to get old 
um, is, you know, England can't afford to to not have these guys around. And so, I don't know, I, I felt a little bit underwhelmed by the squad, to be honest. Uh, I mean, there are, there are interesting elements with, with as you mentioned, Dan Lawrence in, in line for a first cap, probably because Ollie Pope's not yet fit. Um, but yeah, it doesn't doesn't quite feel as though they they've got the the blueprint that they had last time round. Um, the lack of a wrist spinner as well is is, is significant, or, or front line wrist spinner, in, in that they you know no Adil Rashid they couldn't persuade him back. Understandable, really, given that his shoulder is clearly an ongoing concern, and and with two white ball t um, T20 World Cups coming up um, and you know he's not getting any younger it makes an awful lot of sense for him to prioritize those going forward but again England don't really have alternatives there they got Moeen Ali back which is fascinating but is Moeen the bowler that he was three four years ago oh, I strongly doubt he is to be perfectly honest I think we're, we're starting to see that even in franchise cricket now he's he's he, his bubble has burst and his bubble had burst with England 18 months ago. Um, so I'd love to see him come back to form, wouldn't we all? But um, it does feel as though they're putting a putting a lot of faith in in Moeen being the bowler he was five years ago, rather than finding the next generation to to replace him. Um, I don't know. All all things will come out of the wash, but I'm not I'm not as whelmed by this this touring squad as as I was um, 18 months ago. You weren't uh, gleefully unwrapping Ed Smith's presence um, a couple of weeks ago. Um, with with this um, sort of admission that you know, some of the all-format full format players can't play every series, um, I mean, there's talk, Smith mentioned kind of that Joss Butler would probably miss some tests in India. Um, ben Folks is, is in the Sri Lanka touring squad and, and obviously made that fantastic debut a couple of years ago um but i mean there'll be some rotation from the looks of it and and there's a, a t20 world cup towards the end of next year which we've we've talked about plenty um does all this sort of go in some way to suggest that they've realized that world test championship final qualification is looking a bit of a long shot now <laughs> oh god i mean the, the, what a, what a, what a schmozzle that is i mean it, it, it's it seems so harsh to pan the World Test Championship before it's even had a chance to to come to a glorious fruition. I mean, there's even doubts whether it could even be staged at Lords now. So, you know, everything everything they've fought for for a decade or more to try and make this happen, it, it, it's uh, it was it was always on a hind to nothing with the, with the with the way the points were allocated. But now it's percentage points won because of the lack of series being played due to COVID. And so, yeah, it's all a bit of a basket case. But yeah, the the upshot is it's probably unlikely. You know, England have uh, got to go, got to go to India and get something, haven't they? And that's not going to happen. So um, yeah, they, <laughs> I think realistically, yeah, the, um, I think build towards the ashes in 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 uh, in a year's time now and two World Cups. I think those are probably still greater priorities than trying to get to Lords in June and uh, and see who they see, see who's lining up for them. I mean, you never know. New Zealand seems to be the bolters in that one. They they're they're the much much likelier side to to ride 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 up the up the rails and challenge India and Australia. Yeah, it it looks like two from those three. Fidel, what's you know what's the the view of the the World Test Championship down down your way? Uh, Sri Lanka perhaps don't play as much test cricket as um, as they'd like, as certainly as much as uh, some of the, the big three and those teams. But um, has has the prospect of, you know, uh, winning a trophy or having a tournament to compete in, has that given it any, any of a lift? I mean, yeah, I think it definitely did. Uh, when, before the, before the pandemic hit, I think 
absolutely. It was talked about um, and certainly Sri Lanka cricket and the players took test cricket a lot more seriously as a result. And I think I'm with, uh, with Andrew there. I think it's just, it's, I've, you know, heard the comments from uh, the ICC's new, um, new uh, president recently and uh, about, you know, maybe the, the test championship not being fit for purpose and find them a little bit strange because it hasn't had a chance to actually be played out and it hasn't had a chance to, uh, we, we have not seen it actually in action. Uh, but um, now, I mean, I think Sri Lanka, you know, a bit far back from the leader group in the test championship points table. So I don't think that anymore um, it, it's sort of thought of really seriously, but that's, that's the result of COVID-19. I mean, it's not the result of, it's not the fault of the, of the test championship. I think Sri Lanka were gearing up for a, a real, like a, a full test year in 2020, um, but then it, it didn't happen. Yeah, and um, and so the last test was was against Zimbabwe in in January. Is that right? And, and that wouldn't have been part of the World Test Championship. It wouldn't have been, but then they had. Uh, I think last year there was there were a couple of tests against New Zealand and then uh, against Pakistan in Pakistan as well. Mm-hmm. So those definitely seemed to have a little bit more of an edge because they were playing for Test Championship points. Um, and I think the players were certainly talking about it, and there seemed to be motivation uh, about. Uh, being, you know, one of those top two teams at the end of the cycle. Um, so, yeah, I mean, the, the Zimbabwe test didn't, didn't, didn't really matter so much, but uh, certainly the, the, the two, that, two series they did play, um, there was a lot of talk from players and coaches about it. And uh, this trip to South Africa, obviously reviving memories of uh, a famous away win for Sri Lanka uh, a couple of years ago. Uh, I believe the first Asian team to win uh, a series in South Africa. Um, yeah. How has the team? How has the team changed in that time? And um, and and what sort of um, what are their prospects of of uh, doing it again? Look, I think I I think we have to look at that South Africa series and think. Well, it was lucky that it happened, um, and I'm certainly going to be you doing two all nil. the all, between between now and the 26th of uh, and Boxing Day, I'm going to be doing a lot of bragging to my South African friends because Sri Lanka have won have won each of the last four tests against South Africa and won them all like reasonably. Like the that one in Durban was not comfortable, but the other three were reasonably comfortable wins. Uh, to say to South Africa, look, they, Sri Lanka has beaten them four nil. I don't think I'm not sure that'll ever happen again in my life. So I'm like milking it for all it's it's worth. These so those two tests that, that Sri Lanka won in 2019 were in Durban and Port Elizabeth, the two most uh, spin-friendly pitches. I wouldn't say they are, you know, spin-friendly by say certainly Sri Lankan standards or Asian sta- South Asian standards. But uh, you know, as far as South African tracks go, they were the most two, uh, the two most spin-friendly pitches. So batsmen perhaps didn't find them as difficult. These two tests are going to be played at the Wanderers and Centurion, which are you know, kind of diametrically opposite. They're incredibly fast, incredibly bouncy. Um, batsmen are going to struggle. There's, I don't think there's any doubt that Sri Lankan batsmen going from, you know, playing LPL, many of them been playing LPL T- T20 cricket um, with inadequate time to prepare without a tour match because of, uh, of COVID-19 um, will, will struggle. Uh, the other, but the, the other side of it is 
that Sri Lanka for the first time again, possibly in in living memory, it seems like they have a full array of, of fast bowlers to choose from. So two bowlers in Dushmanta Chamira and Lahir Kumar who bowl 145 plus, uh, plus Suranga Lakmal, Mishra um, Fernando and Kasan Rajatu who both did really well in that last tour and, um, and got a lot of wickets in, in, uh, in Port Elizabeth and Durban. So all of those things uh, are kind of giving them a little bit of hope. So having, having kind of a full, um, a full cupboard of quicks is there kind of one glimmering hope in this series because otherwise it's not i mean centurion wanderers sri lanka have never won there uh and it you know for them to turn them arguably with the kind of chaos in csa kind of may possibly filtering down into the team uh that might that might give them another little kind of chance but i'm not expecting another two nil by any means uh two nil to sri lanka that is uh, two nil the other way is quite possible uh, but we'll see I think you know this Sri Lanka team hasn't played so we don't know what their form is like um, they might they might surprise us again um, we'll, we'll, we'll be we'll be watching the the leather fly from here Miller will chipping in with coverage for Boxing Day and the, and the New Year tests I mean we've seen a lot of South Africa in the last 12 months or so and um, there, there are certainly weaknesses there for uh, for Sri Lanka to try and exploit once again there certainly are, but there's also Nokia and Rabada and Joburg, and that, that I just fear is going to be going to be mayhem. Uh, but then again, I mean, you know, we 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 managed to talk about a, a two 0 win in South Africa without mentioning Kushal Pereira. I mean, the, the, you know, the, we we did witness. I mean, even I, you know, we were asked to vote on it in 2019 after an extraordinary year, and you know, push came to shove. I realised that yep, even even Ben Stokes is innings at Headingley is second to what Pereira pulled off in an overseas test uh, to, to win in almost identical circumstances, but, you know, to do it, do it away from home against uh, that attack was just phenomenal. Um, so, you know, we've seen miracles already. Um, I don't know whether we're going to see another one. <laughs> I, 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 I watching Nokia in particular, um, the, the, the flames that he's been bowling lately in, in certainly in, in the, in the IPL and then briefly in the, in the T20s against England. Um, if he can, if he can sustain that even for three or four over spells in, in a test match on, on the bouncy Wanderers pitch, uh, it could be, it could be lively. It could be uh, brief as well, uh, but you know, we, we shall watch and enjoy it because um, you know, what, 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 what more would I rather be doing on Boxing Day than sitting watching cricket? It's, it's, it's what Christmas is about. It is that uh, time of year. Um, Fidel, we know you like to tackle historic injustices visited upon Sri Lanka. So tell us again why <laughs> Kushal Pereira uh, at Kingsmead was better than Ben Stokes at Headingley. Oh, gosh. This is, this is going to... I've already written like seven pieces about this. <laughs> um, I mean, no, I mean, I think for some of the reasons that Miller mentioned, which is like being away from home, um, had, had the more kind of impressive attack if you went by kind of recent uh, recent stats uh, to play against, uh, and and it was just it was it just came so completely out of the blue. I mean, Ben Stokes is a player who who is capable of playing great innings, and you know he might have surprised us a little bit by playing an innings quite as great as that. But to watch Kusal Pereira, I mean, uh, he's not a player that you expect to play one of the greatest test innings of all time. It's just that is just bonkers. Um, absolutely crazy and uh he uh yeah i think he he probably surprised himself i mean 
uh, I, I, what was more impressive to me was that the second win, you know, they, okay, they won the Durban test by one wicket on the back of one of the greatest innings, one of the most un, un, you know, miraculous innings, I think. Miraculous, not because he, you know, got away and, and had a lot of chances. Miraculous because uh, it was just so good and you just did not expect that. Um, in Port Elizabeth, they backed that up with a complete performance. You know, the bowlers did, you know, did well. Um, they were just on South Africa all the time, did not let them get away from them in that match. And then on the, on the last day, on, I think on the second day in Port Elizabeth, something like 17 wickets had fallen. On the last day, Sri Lanka were, were two down, needing a further 170 to win. And Kusal Mendes and Ursula the Fernando came out and just like absolutely, you know, cantered it. They, just, they were just whacking Stain, Rabada, at the time it was Olivier, uh, across the park, uh, you know, around the park with no issues, you know, just completely fearless. Um, and that was more impressive to me as, as a team performance. I, you know, that was, that was, that was something special to watch as well. Um, and what, what of Kushal Pereira uh, since then? I, I don't think he played um, Sri Lanka's last test. He's in, in this squad. Um, will you, would you expect him to be, to be in the side for, for a potential repeat? And, and how um, will, Sri Lanka also deal with the absence of Angelo Matthews, who, who isn't fit for this tour, but I, I think might be back for England. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think they'll drop Kusal Pereira. I think he'll be part of that top four, top five, uh, for sure. Um, as to whether, you know, he can do the same thing, I think it now is the kind of, these are the kinds of tours. He's had a, he's had a few injury worries since the, the last, uh, since that South Africa tour, so he hasn't played a lot of cricket, but um, but now is the time to kind of prove that, okay, that innings will probably always be a freak innings, but how much of a freak innings? Like, can he go on from here to have a good career? Um, and his, his test stats uh, don't suggest that, you know, he's, he's done justice to, um, you know, what is, you know, a substantial chap talent. You know, you don't play uh, a freak innings like that without a, a serious amount of talent, but, uh, so now is, I guess, the time for him to prove that he can be consistent as well as, you know, um, pleasingly um, brilliant. And uh, but but I think there are there are kind of good. There's a good bedrock there. I think Bimut Karanathan is a, is a solid opener. Didn't have a good tour last time in South Africa, but is is a decent kind of uh, player of, of uh, seam bowling and, and bouncy bowling. Um, and you've got others like Dinesh Chandimal who can dig in as well. Um, so it's not uh, Dan, Dan Andre de Silva is, is someone who can also kind of um, both both in his bowling and his and his uh, and his batting can be effective. Um, so it's not as if they haven't got they haven't got some kind of credibility um, in, in South African conditions. They will go to Wanderers and, and Centurion thinking, you know, we can pull this off. I don't think that there's a lot of self-doubt in that team at the moment, which will probably work work well for them. Um, it's, a, it's a fairly kind of young group led pretty well by Karunaratna. Um, yeah, I, Angelo Matthews, um, I think, will be missed just because he's someone, you know, with, with, especially when, when there needs to be like some defense about the Sri Lankan batting order. He can come in and bat for half a day, bat for a day, and kind of he might not score many runs in those kinds of situations, but you have someone who's capable of doing that. Um, and also his bowling was, you know, was decent, I think, as a as kind of like a, a, a kind of change of ends bowler or, you know, to bowl those two, three, four, uh, three, four overs 
when the ball's turn, uh, swinging or seaming uh, and to give your, your main seamers a rest, um, he would have been handy. But um, they did, I mean, last time when they toured South Africa, they didn't have Matthews, they didn't have Chandimal, they didn't have a bunch of their frontline quicks. This time they've definitely got a much stronger on-paper team on the ground there. And um, and what of the uh, the England series to come um, after? Was there much kind of uh, stop searching after after the three nil defeat uh, back in in two thousand and eighteen? Um, there was a little bit. I think that three nil defeat probably led, you know, in kind of indirect ways to uh, the eventual essentially sacking of uh, of uh, Chandika Chandika Singh, the head coach at the time. If, if Sri Lanka had, you know, either won that series or kind of drawn it one all or something like that, but there are no draws in Sri Lanka anymore. So uh, drawing it one all probably wasn't an option. Uh, but if, if they, Sri Lanka had done better, he probably would have survived for another year and we'd probably be looking at a different Sri Lanka setup. Um, but uh, so there was soul searching in a sense, but Sri Lanka cricket kind of moves from thing to thing very, very quickly. There's no like, there's no kind of harrowed, inward um, uh, it, soul searching and kind of hand wringing that grows on. We kind of, we kind of, it's like a tropical storm. We kind of go all out, you know, the team gets blasted on social media. Uh, Kusal Mendes, who's been the recipient of many un, unfortunate and unfair memes, I have to say, will get hammered again. Uh, but then everybody moves on, you know, um, then the next series comes up and there's no kind of, there's no lingering, um, animosity or whatever. There's, it's, you, you mean it's you, you don't you don't set up a, a, a four man review uh, uh, and uh, you know change <laughs> the structure of the domestic competition and uh, <laughs> fire fire several coaches and <laughs> no no I mean the domestic this is this is why it's both a, a blessing and a curse because while sometimes it means they can bounce back quickly from from big defeats it also means that when big defeats happen, no structural changes actually really take place, like such as the, the massively um, uh, poor domestic system. So, yeah, it's, uh, it's, I mean, the domestic system in Sri Lanka is awful. And I think we've been saying this on the site in various places for, for many, many years, uh, but there's still not been a finger raised to change it, despite the, the defeats that Sri Lanka have suffered. You keep taking the mickey out of it, uh, Fidel. I'm sure that the SLC are reading. Um, Miller, uh, I mean, England have uh, won in Sri Lanka, as we um, discussed before. And, and even if you go back sort of a uh, previous generation under Nasser Hussain, um, there's the, the kind of this idea that um, if teams in the subcontinent prepare pitches that are that spin you know that are that bit more lively um it actually helps a team like england whose whose spinners don't get as much purchase uh, on on flat pitches you know will struggle to to go through uh, the opposition if it isn't doing a bit but um but if the conditions are a bit of a leveler then it will bring them into it. I mean, what what do you what will England be hoping for uh, this time around? Particularly given they've got um, that inexperienced spin bowling attack. With I mean, Jack Leach toured last time, but um, as did Moeen. But we discussed his um, his sort of dip, and and then Don Bess is actually the man in possession for for England uh, in terms of spin bowling. Yeah, he is, and I, I don't know. Bess, Bess, I I really really like Bess as a character. I think he could be an immense player for England for a long time, but I just don't think he's yet 
the best spinner that we've got. I think I think Leach is Leach is is, is ahead of him, but England do seem to have gone down this route with a lot of their, their young players. They've sort of picked them really, really stupidly young and want to sort of develop them within the team. We think of um Pope as well and, and Zach Crawley as well coming through. So so they they've got a they've got a real core of of kids almost learning on the hoof in their test team at the moment. And, you know, they've, they've had some good results as a consequence. The, the win this summer last year in South Africa was was an immensely important step in improving that, you know, apart from anything else, they've, they've turned the page when it comes to test cricket for the previous four years, as we've discussed ad nauseum in the pod. They really didn't care about test cricket because everything was geared towards the World Cup and, and you know, it was almost didn't want cross-contamination of, of, of good habits in test cricket undermining the sort of uh, go faster mentality required to win a world cup but they've managed to they've managed to find new ways to balance that out they've got you know they've, they've put their eggs in dom sibley for instance they've got a guy who you, you, they don't mind having someone who is just obdurate to the point of, of of immobile at the top of the order just to build around so to come back to your original point i i i don't think i don't think it'll matter too much what type of pitches they get because i think england have got got the enough batting strength even in the absence of Stokes to 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 grind out performances you know they've got they've got um Joe, Joe uh, Root is is a guy who hasn't been at his very best in recent years but he's proven in the past he can build massive innings if he's given the template um Johnny Bairstow a guy who may yet compete for that middle order probably as a batsman as well in, um, Ed Smith was talking very uh, strongly about how he is is not going to be considered as a wiki keeper. If he does get an opportunity, we all know what Bairstow is like, given a, given a chance to prove himself. And he scored a very fine entry in, in Colombo in the last tour. So England have got the wherewithal to build innings. Um, yeah, I think if, if Sri Lanka do serve up spinning pitches, it will bring Bess and Leach closer to Sri Lanka spinners. And obviously Sri Lanka don't have a Murali anymore, let alone a Rangana Harath. So, you know, it's not the, it's not, we're not talking about, Guys who can spin magic on on complete flat flat decks anymore. You know the serviceable spinners, but not world-beating spinners of of, of of recent vintage. So I don't know. I I I think of 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 all England's prospects this winter, I think England will get panned in in India because India will almost certainly come back from Australia with a, with a grievance after losing four nil, and will take it out on on the nearest and available opponents. Uh, and England's record in in India has been terrible uh, for an awful long time, and I don't see that changing. But you know, Sri Lanka, they've shown in the past they they have got the ability to to compete out there. And um, yeah, I, I, I I'm looking forward to this series. It's it's always a good little tour, and Gaul is one of my favourite grounds. Even even if I'm not going to be there in person, no one's going to be there in person. You can still imagine being sat up on the fort and watching it all pan out in front of you it's 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 one of the most magical places to watch cricket and so yeah i can't think of anything better to do in the in the dank early weeks of brexit and just hunker down and uh, and and take take a vicarious pleasure in in events elsewhere um uh, fidel uh, you'll be uh, scaling the dutch fort uh, presumably if uh, if nothing better presents itself um what what do you expect a, a, a dust ball dust bowls down in gaul I mean, it's it, obviously it playing two tests there back to back. So, yeah, I mean, it generally isn't goal. I mean, I think goal is probably the most reliably spin friendly surface in the world. Uh, so, I, I think it, it, they probably will go down that direction. Um, they'll be wary. I think they'll be coming back from 
Wanderers and Centurion, and then there's like a seven, eight day gap, and then they'll be straight into Gaul. So they'll perhaps be a little bit wary of coming back from incredibly difficult um, pace bowling conditions to, you know, incredibly difficult spin bowling conditions is going to seem like a world away. Uh, but, but I think, you know, Sri Lanka's spin bowling stocks, I think, are in a slightly better place than they were uh, last time England tour. Lasse Tembledenia has come on as, as a decent left-arm spinner. Um, they've now got Wanindo Hasaranga, who at the very least will be able to keep things tight, seems to have, you know, a leg spinner who, who seems to have good, good control. Uh, so I, I think the, the attack is in a better place, uh, but it's just, it's just the batting again, you know, are they going to be able to adjust so quickly? And also, and also, yeah, as, as, um, as Miller mentioned, there's, you know, Jack Leach had an outstanding tour in Sri Lanka last year. So, oh, or two years ago. So it's, it's whether they're able to adjust to all of that. I do think that, um, uh, you know, it's the same group that played a couple of years ago. So they will have learned, they will have had time to develop. It was a very young group that lost to, uh, to England 3-0, but they will feel like they have a better, they, you know, they have a better grip on, on their own games right now. We've got plenty to look forward to in 2021, uh, including Brexit, of course, as Miller's made mention. Uh, but I thought we should have a quick recap too, uh, since we're sitting by the fire with mulled wine in hand. I presume that's what you're doing, uh, Fidel, out there. It's perfect weather for a, a glass of mulled wine. Um, you've you've touched on the LPL. Um, I mean, it's heartening to see, really, that in typically ingenious style, SLC decided that the year a global pandemic enveloped the world uh, was finally the year to sort themselves out a T20 franchise league. Yeah, I mean, uh, it's just it's hilarious to see to see it in the view of kind of the hundreds announced years ago. Um, <laughs> had had teams, sponsors, everything sorted, like you know the all icon players, court coaches, or everything lined up, and then the the pandemic kind of derailed it, and Sri Lanka kind of SLC kind of came into action during the, the pandemic and managed to pull off in incredibly testing circumstances with, you know, players arriving in the country and testing positive, players dropping out at the last minute because they didn't think the, the, the tournament was going to happen, uh, players being kind of wary of whether they're going to be played or, uh, paid or not. All of that, you know, all of that uncertainty. Sri Lanka managed to pull off a pretty successful uh, T20 franchise tournament. Uh, and, yeah, I mean, it's just... And kind of there were some great stories from it as well. I mean, the Jaffna Stallions franchise, which came on board and, you know, Jaffna are part of the country that doesn't really have a lot of cricket infrastructure to, you know, to put it in, in, in very mild terms. Uh, and they kind of have promised to build, um, to build academies and, and hopefully a ground in the future there as well. Uh, so it was just, yeah, it was incredible to watch how, how when kind of a lot of pulling together needs to happen, uh, it can happen in Sri Lankan cricket. So, uh, yeah, it, it was one of those kind of inexplicable things. Um, but, you know, uh, I, I don't know if it'll bring lasting change. I think we'll have to wait. What Sri Lankan cricket's not good at is consistency. So if, we, if it gets played next year the same way, if it builds on successes, uh, it's, you know, Sri Lankan cricket's generally good at these kind of uh, sporadic moments of kind of inspiration and brilliance, not necessarily unless you're Kumar Sangrakar or Murali, 
not necessarily kind of year on year, month on month consistency. So we'll see what happens with uh, the LPL next year. And there were, of course, uh, several English players involved, um, you know, one or two uh, performing particularly well. I mean, it's a lovely story, isn't it? This small island nation who until a couple of years ago barely knew what to do with a white ball, finally flourishing on, on the global stage. It's, it's almost like, you know, the 2019 World Cup and the 1996 World Cup. They're broadly the same, aren't they? <laughs> uh, yeah, I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm sure the, uh, the England players uh, in the 2019 World Cup didn't barely, uh, barely had any uh, resources or, or coaches, you know, they just went in there yeah. with just sheer grit and just uh, homespun techniques and pretty much. Um, okay. No, but I, I uh, Laurie Evans came over and did really well. He he hit the only hundred in the LPL. Um, Daniel Bell, Bell Drummond also uh, played, you know, one good innings. Uh, Summit Patel was pretty good for uh, his Dumble the Vikings team. So. Uh, sorry, Viking singular. I sh- I sh- I sh- by now, <laughs> two, I should know. And three eyes. Yeah, with two eyes. With two, yeah, three <laughs> eyes. Or, I don't know. Yeah, something like that. Um, so, uh, yeah, I, the England players definitely came over and contributed, I think. Uh, a few Pakistan and, and Afghanistan players involved as well. I think the Bangladesh players were either not allowed to come or they had been, because of the, the, the cancelled tour, kind of created a bit of a ruckus between the boards. Uh, we didn't see any Bangladesh players, unfortunately. But, uh, but yeah, it was, I mean, it wasn't, look, it's no one's idea of a world-beating league. Like, no one will look at the LPL and say, you know, that, that's, you know, that's the pinnacle of T20 franchise cricket. Um, but it's, it, it got cricket on the ground. Um, it was competitive. It was compelling cricket. The conditions in Sri Lanka and the grounds in, in Sri Lanka are always at a, at a very, very high standard. So, you know, the, the pitches were excellent. Even though they played the entire tournament in one ground, uh, they managed to, to do so without, you know, the, 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 uh, the outfield was lightning fast from start to finish. The pitches were, were terrific. And, uh, yeah, it all, just, it all just came together. Um, and maybe next year, you know, a few more of the kind of big-name players and, uh, and a few more overseas players will be a little bit more interested, having seen uh, the success of, uh, of year one. Well, like you say, it actually happened, which is uh, more than you can uh, say for the 100. Um, Miller, this time last year, England players were, were holed up in their rooms um, in, uh, in South Africa, trying to avoid catching a mystery bug that hit the camp before the Boxing Day test. I mean, we've yet to establish a link between there and Wuhan, but, uh, <laughs> but clearly 2020 is, is going to be remembered for the effect COVID-19 had uh, on our lives. Uh, cricket has had you know, a relatively successful response as, as far as sports go. And in England, you know, we saw a lot. Uh, we, saw, we saw a full international programme in the summer, which in some ways is um, incredible. But uh, there, there, are, there are plenty of challenges still to come on that front. There are huge challenges to come, but I mean, the, the, the greatest achievement that cricket had this, this year was that it managed to carry on and, and did so in a way and in a, in a, in a, a world in which pretty much everything else stopped dead. I mean, you know, at one stage in the, in the summer, you know, you're looking at the world, the, the, the European Championships, the Olympics, um, football grounds were halt as well, although it, it, got, it got back up eventually. But basically, it was, it was Formula One and cricket seemed to be about the only thing on, on appointment to view for any sports fan. So I think, I think cricket, cricket's actually benefited in, in, in a strange sort of way from, 
the scarcity of options for other people to get to get sucked into you know get sucked into watching the antics going on in uh, GS Bowl and uh, and Old Trafford because they had nothing else to do and and similarly you know I I think cricket fans as well have, have found it easier to pay attention to other events around the world because they're not they're not completely bombarded with their own teams all the time I mean uh, you know I, I I really got into the IPL for the first time ever. I mean, you know, obviously I've watched it and covered it, but I've never really invested in it precisely because there was nothing else going on at three o'clock in the afternoon on on a, on a dank October on dank October day. It's like brilliant. There's some cricket on. I'm going to watch this and enjoy it in a in a way that I never really could when it was happening in in April and May and the you know the, the early stage of the English season is, is flowering and uh, you've got other distractions. So I think cricket did magnificently. The, the downside, of course. Is you know what we're already seeing with with the with the, the threat of bubble fatigue and you know England have talked quite well I thought in in their squad announcement um, last week about the importance of downtime the importance of basically dividing up the uh, the coming series in Sri Lanka and India into essentially four blocks of two tests each uh, sorry three blocks of, of 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 two tests each and that that way. You know, you're allowing well Stokes at the moment, and and Josh Butler will get a break in 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 India, it would seem, and all of the multi-format players are going to get an opportunity. Joffre Archer's obviously missing this leg as well, but it's not going to get any easier. I mean, we see with our our plague island situation at the moment. It, it, this pandemic is is far from over, despite the despite the onset of, of a vaccine. Um, rolling that out isn't going to be easy if uh, if if uh, ports are blocked as well. So. God knows, I I can't see things getting easier for cricket in a great hurry. I mean, you know, for all that we love the distraction that sport brings us, ultimately it's not the most important thing. It's probably, you know, everyone would love to, to dose up our cricketers with vaccines and make sure they can go around the world um, without any, any worries. But, you know, there are more important things to worry about, uh, making sure that the priority is given to the people who really do need to to, to, to get the vaccine rather than, uh, sportsman so i don't know we'll, we'll have to hunker down and, and put up with the circumstances for a while yet and and be as sympathetic as we can be to teams who who find uh the bubble and the life within biosecure environments intolerable because you know we've already seen england um leave their tour of sri lanka uh, tour of south africa early because they they were yeah, i mean they in theory they were uh spooked by by the breach of the bubble but i think more realistically they were just absolutely fed up of five months of, of hiding in a hotel and thought, you know, if we, if we don't get out now, we're going to be stuck here for Christmas. And, you know, there are human elements to, to all of this. And uh, I think it's important to, to remember that uh, our sportsmen have done, done a damn fine job this year to, to keep us entertained. Um, but, you know, there, there is, there is a downside. It, 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 the final point of that, I suppose, is, you know, it, it, it is inevitable that, there, there will be burnout because England, England in particular, uh, England team has has been overstretched for generations. I mean, basically, the English English cricket economy relies on the Test team touring endlessly. Uh, to a large extent, the world cricket economy relies on England touring endlessly because you know, as as, as Fidel's saying, it, it's important for countries to get their their dose of of England, Australia and India. It's not it's not perfect the way that the world is structured, the cricket world is structured, but this is how this is the reality. If one team grinds to a halt, they all grind to a halt at the moment. And so we've got to keep the show on the road somehow.
Indeed, uh, cricket uh, will be digging in uh, for the foreseeable lead thing. I'm interested to, to hear if if Fidel had, um, was aware of this this plucky little tournament, the IPL, before before 2020 gave it the you know the stage it, it deserves. Um, and 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 more seriously, uh, Fidel, the um, the prospects for for Sri Lankan cricket in 2021. Um, presumably, you're hoping for lots more of it compared to this year. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a, it's a pretty packed schedule for Sri Lanka. I think there's, uh, apart from England, there's, um, Eng- well, South Africa first and then, then England. Uh, I think they're hoping to reschedule a lot of the stuff. So I think the Bangladesh series hopefully will be played uh, this year. And there's, uh, there's another tour. I think they're, they're coming over to England for um, a limited overs series as well at some point. So there's, there's a full schedule yeah, I guess it depends on how the rest of the pandemic plays out. Um, and I'm being optimistic and saying rest of the pandemic. Uh, yeah, it's, uh, I, th- I think it, will be, it should be a better year. I mean, we, all we have is hope to cling on to. You never know. There's, there's all sorts of things that can go wrong. It's, I think cricket's operating on such fine margins now. There is, there is so little that can go wrong. Uh, before a tour is cancelled and so we have to always kind of be aware of that and understand that if a tour gets cancelled it's not this huge catastrophe it's just that everybody is walking on eggshells has very very you know Pakistan almost got sent home from from New Zealand because you know too many players were sharing each other's biryani you know that's that's the kind of world that, that cricket operates in now so we have to be understanding of that and uh, and try and make the best of it um and, and understand that, you know, many, many people have it, have it much worse and cricket's not really the thing that's going to save the world. Well, indeed. And we all, I'm sure, agree here about the, uh, the lure of biryani. Um, <laughs> all right. I, I think uh, we've stuffed enough into this particular bird. Um, hopefully the tier system hasn't changed while you've been listening and England will be safely on their way to Sri Lanka in 10 days time my thanks to miller and fidel for doing a passable impression of wise men and to you all as always for uh, tuning in this has been the switch hit podcast on espncrickinfo.com stick a fork in us because 2020 is done